Hello and welcome to another episode of the Prospect MMA podcast. I am your host, Emmanuel Thompson. Uh, I do appreciate your time uh, for listening to, to this podcast uh, that was created with the aim of um, promoting all the local talent that we have in Northern Ireland and Ireland. Um, without further ado, uh, we have today uh, with us uh, Reese McKee. Uh, Reese Skeletor McKee, who fights now in the UFC. Um, he comes from Balamina, Northern Ireland. Um, and this episode is brought to you by uh, Hellbent. You can check them out at We Are Hellbent. Uh, and their website is the same, wearehellbent.co.uk. Um, and they have the most amazing uh, meat products um, that are made with South African spices plus 100% Irish beef. Um, and they've created these amazing uh, sausages and burgers. Um, and you can get them with 10% discount with the code MMA10. Uh, also brought to you by Eric Skier, who's a supporter of the podcast. That's E-R-Y-X Gear. Um, they will be sponsoring athletes and they do uh, fightwear as well. Uh, and then also brought to you by Second Out Coffee. Uh, this man is a genius. He needs to get a Nobel Prize. <laughs> he decided to invent uh, coffee bags. So in the same way you have tea bags, now you have coffee bags. Second Out Coffee on Instagram. Check them out. And last but not least, <clears throat> Air Muscle on Instagram, which is air underscore muscle, air spelled E-I-R-E. Air Muscle and their website airmuscle.com um, supplement shop. You can get uh, any supplement you want from proteins, creatines, multivitamin, and so on. Uh, just use the code PROSPECT10 for your 10% off as well. So it's nine o'clock. Without further ado, we are going to go live on Instagram. So I do the Instagram lives. Perfect. Okay, so we are live. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Uh, in today's podcast, I'm having uh, Reese Kalator McKee uh, to join me. So he's the only uh, pro MMA fighter uh, in the UFC at the moment. Um, I'm sure that's going to change in the future, in the near future. Uh, but that's something that we are uh, going to talk about uh, as well uh, in today's podcast. Uh, so Reese, uh, he's 10 and 4, and he also has one draw. Uh, so that's 15 fights. Uh, he's been doing this for, for quite a while, uh, but he's still so young. Um, all of his 10 fights are finishes, which is absolutely like beast mode for this guy. Um, oh, there you are. Perfect. Oh. Two seconds. Uh, there you go. So being joined by Reese Skeletor McKee. Hey, how are you? Uh, how are you? Good, good, good. Uh, nice to meet you, Reese. Uh, <laughs> it's an honor to have you on my podcast. It really is. Yeah, for sure. Um, I was uh, like, I wanted to have you on um, and I wanted to explain to you personally um, why this means so much to me. Um, so it was the 25th of July that, that you made your debut in the, in the UFC, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and my jaw dropped when the guy announces you coming from Balamine in Northern Ireland. <laughs> And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and I know that that's bad of me uh, because I only had my eyes in the UFC. And I'm sure there's many others like that. Um, and, and I did feel bad. And I was like, you know, this has to change. And, and, and people need to know about the, the talent that we have uh, in this country, Ireland, you know, Wales, Scotland, England. Uh, we have so much great talent. 
Um, so yeah, started doing my homework and all that. And uh, before your second fight, I started the podcast. So I started on the 11th of November. Uh, you fought on the 14th, so that was three days after. Um, and yeah, I, I, I started going to work. <laughs> um, and and yeah. so, as you said, there were lo- we loads of talent in this country, and you know, to be able to represent on now the biggest the biggest stage of the yeah. Crazy. So uh, yeah, that's cool. It's a cool story. You only started too, yeah, and you're doing great things. So uh, you, you should be proud of what you've done already. Thank you so much. That means a lot. It really does. Um, and, and, and this is so strange because um, I used to live in Larne and I used to go to Balamina quite a lot. Um, and I remember seeing the gym. Uh, I don't know if the gym is still in the same place, uh, but it used to be on the road next to McDonald's. So we're yeah, there. So- still? <laughs> right. Okay. And um, at the time I used to train in Larne with the coach, uh, Coach Peter, that used to come from the EFR in Antrim. Uh, yeah, but, um, you know, like I, I, I always knew the gym. Uh, the only guy that I knew that was training from that gym was Norman Park. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, which I think trains with you, right? He, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Doing great things now in Polish MMA and stuff. So, uh, oh yeah, he's wow, still, he's still, he's still. Uh, is that the KSM? K- KSW, yeah, KSW. That's it. I have dyslexia, so I, I swap letters sometimes. <laughs> no worries. Uh, but yeah, I remember seeing him in the ultimate, um, yeah, the ultimate fighter. He was in the house, um, uh, so like my, my small bedroom when I was living at home and you know it's, uh, it's a, probably a big reason why I ever aspired to get to the UFC and the, and the end up you know from, from staying up late to watch them episodes from them winning it to having his run in the UFC and it's you know it's been good to watch and it was good to be a part of and, and now we, we still help each other in training you know that's that's so crazy so so you you, you didn't know him at all you were just watching him on TV um, I think at the stage he was an ultimate fighter. I'd maybe go through the beginner program in the gym. Uh, he probably went, he he definitely wouldn't have known who I was. But um, I mean, as a young kid at the beginner program, I, I definitely knew who he was. But yeah, um, he, uh, from then I probably started to see what was possible and what could happen. So I stuck up at the gym a bit more. Yeah, like, and he did so well. He he ended up winning that season, right? As 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 yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah he did so well, and then. Balamina is a small city uh, or town. Don't know what the right wording would be. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he must have been like a celebrity walking on the streets and all. <laughs> yeah. I think anybody from you know anybody, especially him being one of the first to really do it and really break in the door, like you know he has to be a bit of a celebrity around yeah. the time. Yeah. Still has that name, you know. He's still, still Norman Park, and, and you know, yeah. rightly so. Almost is amazing. So, yeah, fair play though. Yeah, great stuff. He 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 probably created that that blueprint or or, or that path for obviously for you to follow, um, and and hopefully after you there will be others that will be able to yeah. uh, to follow. So so that's something that I would like to. Uh, to talk about, but we can cover that um, a bit later. First, let's 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 get to to the very beginning. Um, why did you start at MMA, or how did you got into it? Uh, tell us a little bit about that, please. Yeah, it was kind of just. Uh, I wouldn't say it was an accident, but it was never. It wasn't on purpose. Anyway, uh, I was playing football at the time for for a team in Antwerp, actually, and uh, you know it was going all right. It was, it was whatever it was, what it was. And, you know, it was pre-season and I needed to keep active. So I went to an MMA gym with my brother for some fitness. Uh, you know, long story short, got hooked, liked it. I <laughs> uh, done a few grappling competitions and whatnot and totally totally fell in love with it. Uh, didn't go back to football and, and here we are, almost probably nine years later, eight years later. Yeah. So uh, you were 16, right? From the other interviews that I... Yeah, 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 right, 16. So yeah, so that's like the perfect age to get stuck into it. Um, 
Did you did you like the fact that this was like an individual sport versus football where you have to play as a team? Did did that appeal to you? Yeah, I mean, the, 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 uh, I have this conversation with people. Like, I didn't get into MMA to fight. I didn't get into MMA to to compete, or you know, I get into MMA by accident. And it was literally, you know, I didn't want to fight until I I already had three or four fights. Then I wanted to fight. I didn't really want to turn professional until I already was professional. If that makes sense. <laughs> you know? Right. Okay. It kind of well, like in the best possible way. Um, but like I can't say any of it was really on. Not that it was an accident. Obviously, I'm in the right places. But yeah, you know, uh, it just kind of snowballed and journey. Awesome. Um, that's one of the questions uh, that I always ask everybody that come on my on, on, on my podcast is how they got started, and then at what point did you decide I'm going to give this amateur competition a try? Um, so you're saying that it was only after you already had a few fights that you decide, okay, I'm giving this a fair shot. Is that what happened? Well, I was always mustard. I was always like, I remember the first time a coach is like. The first time a coach had come over and asked me, you know, did I want to fight? I don't even think they finished the sentence, and I already said yes. So I was just probably, probably so keen to impress them, and you know, probably so keen just, uh, just to, just to do it. You know, you go in the in these gyms as a young fighter, all you want to press alpha meal. Yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of the kind of the atmosphere in there. So I guess it was no different. You know, I just wanted, I wanted to do my part. And, wear the t-shirt and, and do all the cool things and, and have the profile photos and whatnot awesome and, and and how old were you at this stage were you like just 18 when you done your amateurs probably would have been 17 uh, wow. you know, I, I was pretty young, I was fresh um you know in hindsight i probably wasn't ready for for <laughs> yeah hey but 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 you did great. Like I had so much fun doing my homework uh, on you because I was like, I need to be ready for him. <laughs> so I was watching literally your very first fight to your last fight, one after the other after the other. Um, and you have some fantastic wins, like fantastic wins. So really fun fights. Like I'm yeah, yeah, some really really fun fights. But yeah, some good wins as well. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, so so let's talk about that because I think people are sleeping on you just because you had a bad start in the UFC right now. But I can guarantee anyone that goes watch it, watch your fights right now, they'll be like, okay, this guy has power. You have power on your feet. That knockout of, of uh, Alex Makuku. Yeah? yeah, that was insane. The guy was like asleep before he even hit the floor. Uh, the punches, the, the, the guy that you fought for the title... The Bama yeah. title, yeah. Again, the guy was unconscious before he even hit the floor, um, and and I don't think the referee stopped the fight until another four or five punches landed. Uh, so even if the guy was still conscious, like he wouldn't be for much longer after that. Um, yeah, I think, in my opinion, I'm most probably well, away right, rightly so. I'm probably the most underestimated fighter in the UFC. I yes. Like, <laughs> if my next opponent comes in and says, "Oh, happy days! We've got an zero two in the UFC. I'll walk through it, and then they're in for a rude awakening." Uh, you know, so you know it's a weird position to be in. It's the first time in my career I've lost two in a row. Yeah, it's also a very powerful position. Backs against the wall in that stage, you know. Um, so the next one, the next one's mega break, uh, which is a dangerous and powerful position to be in. So I'm very excited for the next one. Uh, we all are. And, yeah. <laughs> I'm probably the most underestimated guy in there. Yeah, a hundred percent. And how does that affect your 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 mental state? Um, in like yeah. ob obviously, you just described you you do have your back against the wall. Um, you have a four fight contract, right? For yeah, fight, yeah, uh, so, so to uh, yeah. yeah, you can't lose three in a row, yeah, uh, or or I'm sure you'll sure you'll get your P45, uh, <laughs> but, but I'm, I'm always some I'm always someone that's right under unfavorable positions. Anybody that knows me, anybody watching this that knows me will know the mindset up 
and into these next fights, how I'll be, you know, I'll become totally obsessed with the thing that, yeah, it, my mindset's unquestionable, especially with stuff like this. And let's explain these to people, uh, because again, in doing my homework on this, only then I realized you you only took six days notice uh, for the fight with Kamzad, which is fucking crazy. <laughs> Thinking about it, <laughs> like yeah. that fight should have been like a full training camp for that guy, knowing what we know now, which nobody knew. Like we only had one fight. Um, so my, my, my question here is, if you knew what you knew, would you decline that fight so that you could have like a proper tra training camp to go again? No. no. <laughs> this is the thing, and, and you know, people people will believe believe me or, or they won't. But if my manager uh, Graham Boylan rung me that day and said you're fighting Tyrone Woodley or a Kamar Usman or <laughs> you'd be like, let's go. <laughs> because um, you know it's not the thing better than them or anything like that. I mean. A lot of people talk the talk of, of being a fighter and stuff, but like you know, I'm willing to fight any anyone at any time. Like you know, six days or not, it doesn't really matter. You should you should be ready and, and to take an opportunity like jumping in and fight Ireland in the UFC. Yeah, you know, that's epic. Like, you know, <laughs> if they wrong me not in six days again, I'd be on a plane in six days and I would go again a hundred percent. Wow, that's that's fantastic. Yeah, that's brave. Like Eric's gear says in the comments there, it is brave. Because um, that, yeah, that just shows you got the balls to just get in there with anybody. Be, like, yeah. to be honest, you are literally one punch away or one kick away from putting anybody to sleep. And that's it. Good night and <laughs> get your hand raised. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I, yeah, yeah, okay. I can see, I can see where you're coming from. So yeah, th that's that's great. Um, and then, and then the Morono fight. Um, uh, like, did you have more notice? Uh, how did you prepare yeah. for that fight? Yeah. Morono fight was you know, circumstances, uh, ideal circumstances. I found out 14, 15 weeks before. Uh, the only problem was how I fought. I just fought. I fought the wrong game plan. Uh, you know, it, that that loss stung me. It's the first time in my career I've been proper got up with a loss. Normally, right. like you know, it out and you game plan and you get beat, you can live with it. But to go out there and no no disrespect, Alex Morano, but I'm a better fighter and I would beat him nine times out of ten. I just I turned up in the with the wrong game plan and, and performed wrong and he beat me. And I'm fairly so and rightly so. You know, I, I deserve to lose fighting the way I fought. That being said, it's um, that that hurt me. That one, that one, uh, that stuck me for sure. Yeah, um, I was I was looking at your previous fights, and then I I, I was looking at that fight because that was obviously the the, the last one. Um, and something I noticed is that you are very very good at controlling the distance and picking your shots from the outside. And uh, literally staying out of range from from the other fighter, um, and and with Morono, like I got the impression that you were just trying to you know engage in war, take a punch, land a punch, take a punch, land a punch, and um, and it's, you know I spent nine, ten, eleven weeks preparing not to do that, and then you know I think we thought he was going to come out how I came out, so when he sat back and done what I wanted to do. You know, uh, okay. No, uh, there's no excuse for for that mistake at this level. Honestly, I picked up a loss for it, so uh, I have to live with that. I have to go to sleep knowing when I done that. But uh, on to the next one again, and that that will be a fight that I'll call for a rematch for sure. Yeah, like I, I, I've 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 put a comment on here. Like it was a great fight. We got to see a lot of you on that fight. Uh, it was an entertaining fight. Lots of back and forth. Super awkward, the the the, the mouthpiece incidents. <laughs> that's literally the first time in all the years of watching UFC. That's literally the first time that 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 I've seen that happening. I don't recall um, ever watching that happening, uh, or 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 even you know those those bloopers you watch on YouTube about fights. Never ever seen one of those. <laughs> Uh, did you get like an adrenaline dump or anything in that moment where you're like having to cool down and wait or tell us what happened? So, like at the time, uh, at the time, the 
funny. You know, it was a, it was, it was just what it was. You know, I couldn't control it. I couldn't. Climb. I wanted to go out and look for it. I wanted to go out and, and give them a hand to look. Um, you know, and then I tried to fight with no gumption. They said I'll fight with no one. Really, <laughs> uh, <and laughs> till after, and I realised how tired he was and how fresh I was that it, that it actually played a massive part in the fight. But again, like this stuff, like. It's, it's so out of my control like there's nothing there's nothing I can say or do about it and, yeah you know it was crazy and it's just it's just another part of my career that that someday we'll look back and laugh at yeah 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 a hundred percent yeah um it was it was unusual it happened that's it you know move, move on um do you have anybody in mind that you want to fight or that you would like to fight listen I, I want I want I want the best name possible. I also understand that not in a position uh, to to really ask. I, I believe I'll probably get someone, you know, maybe also in two two losses, or maybe I'll maybe fight someone in their UFC debut next. And you know, I can't argue that. I have to prove where I'm at. I have to prove my level again. And and rightly so, I'll serve my time again. And but listen, once once I string a few wins together, the way I, the way I win fights, um, I'll get them big names like the you know the Cowboys and the yeah. big calls whatever who have you so yeah cowboy would be a cool fight that would be yeah. a cool fight like <laughs> someone that i stayed up late when i was a kid to watch that's what i'm after oh uh, wow. you know yeah you know like i mean i, I wanted to fight Carlos conda if i won that last fight i would have called out Carlos conda whoa yeah. that up to 4 a.m watching Carlos conda many a time and i put it because so but listen next time uh, i keep saying next time but next time <laughs> That that would actually be cool if you could get like Carlos Condit, uh, Cowboy, Matt Brown. You could then become the the Randy Orton of the UFC, the Legend Killer. <laughs> retire, retire, retire. <laughs> Start retiring these guys. Sure. <laughs> that would be like su super cool. Um, what else? Yes. How did you get the name Skeletor? How did that came about? So I used to cut uh, probably a lot more weight. No, maybe not a lot more, but at the time I, I was walking about maybe about 65, 66 kilo and, and I had to make 57 kilo, uh, you know. So it's not a massive weight cut because I was so small. Yeah. And I, cut weight and I was tall, I was about six foot. And I, I just looked like, I looked like a lamppost, you know, and the feet or something. And friend actually lives in Australia now, yeah. Uh, uh, a guy Mark, he called. He just called me the Skeletor one day, and and it was a joke. And then I had a T-shirt printed and it said Skeletor on it. And and again, <laughs> cool. Later, and Skeletor just it's just, just stuck. stuck. Oh, that's cool. Um, that was something that that I wanted to ask to make sure that I was listening right. The first fight said that you were at bantamweight, so that is correct. Then, like, yeah. yeah. First, first, I was actually at lightweight. Or lightweight, but the guy was announced. Uh, I think it was Noel uh, announcing as bantamweight or something. But uh, so my amateur debut was fifty-seven kilo flyweight, not less than bantam under bantam Wow. Weight. Yeah. I went. I bumped flyweight, bantamweight, featherweight, lightweight, and I've met in the middle, and now I'm up at seventy-seven. So uh, yeah, I went through. I know what maybe five weight classes so far. Yeah, and that and that anybody feel free to go look on YouTube because you can see the difference in your body size. It is it it's ri ridiculous, really. Um, you yeah. can really see like now buffed. <laughs> and like, <laughs> back down, and people still want to cut more weight and stuff. So yeah, I don't know. It's uh, yeah, it's, again, it's been fun. I've literally grew up in MMA. Like you know, a lot of people grew up. You know, and and their their life changes through university or, or whatever. Yeah. Where MMA, it's like I was a kid when I started, and a man, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, no, that's literally what's happening. You're literally growing as the years go by, and 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 like you can see the difference. I literally couldn't believe it because I because I saw one of the photos um, that's on your Instagram. You have your side by sides. And it's yeah, you, yeah. and you literally look like, I don't know, you're like 16 or something. Like, you look like a, you know, a teenager. Um, and then the verses is like, yeah, okay. You can see why. <laughs> but 
was, I mean, I'm very much aware of, of when I started and like where I wanted to go. And yeah, it's nice to do stuff like that, but it's also nice to let people see it as well. You yeah. Know, like, they don't know all a secret. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's all part of it. And again, if it inspires some 16 year old to, to continue training, then, you know, all the better. Exactly, exactly. And, and that's what this is kind of about, you know, let the other amateur know that this is possible. Like you are like the embodiment of, 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 of all this. You, you literally went through the amateur ranks, pro ranks, put on some exciting fights. You were in the cage warriors. You get three wins in a row. Um, yeah. and then, and then Graham calls you and he's like, yeah, UFC six days. Awesome. Let's go. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I was actually thinking this maybe two nights ago. Something like sometimes I don't even know if I've accepted that I'm even in the UFC yet and, and that sounds weird to people but I kinda of don't accept stuff until like I, I like feel I've earned it and I know again people will be like, Oh you've earned it but for me it's about winning there, you know. So yeah. think, really, I, to me I don't think it's real until I win there. Uh it's the standards I have myself, you know, so uh, again, the next one's massive. You know, the next one's very, very big to me. And I think then, I think once I get the first win and the second win, then I'll start to really enjoy uh, being in the UFC. And you'll maybe hear a bit more about that. But for now, I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm just prepared to do anything to win. That's that's really where we're at. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. And um, you have the whole country behind you. Uh, yeah. Ireland is also behind you. I'm pretty sure the whole UK is behind you. So. Um, yeah, you have you have a lot of fans uh, rooting for you. Um, so yeah, I'm sure you're gonna do great. Uh, <laughs> are you are you already training for the next fight? Do you have any dates? Any any anything whatsoever? Yeah, I've heard nothing. Uh, you know, it's, as you know, COVID here is no joke. Uh, yes. You know, uh, you know, we we do have elite elite options and stuff still very very hard it's you know it's tricky um you know so we definitely haven't been training as much as i would like to be um that being said i've been talking uh with coaches and training partners and stuff and and we're going to really have to pick it up here soon because i believe i believe there'll be a fight at the end of march then to be or in, in april that's not an official it's just my i like to guess uh, yeah and i i england and that's when i'll be fighting so uh we need to get ready now and uh yeah, it's just it's just tough times. It's tough times for everybody. Even commercial training, you can't even train. You know, so never mind. But elite athletes are, are, are meant to be able to train. So we'll see what we can do. Let me ask you something about that. Um, you own your own gym, right? Stelt. Yeah. Yes. yes. Right. So, Which is in Balamina. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yes. Uh, like this is recent, right? Like uh, a few years. Like it. Like 14 months, 14 months is stem. Right. Uh, I don't know. In a smaller town, it was an MMA gym, but this gym is uh, it's like a commercial training. It's like a, a small, a small private training facility. It's special. Cool. Uh, and and how? Obviously, you couldn't have guessed that COVID was going to happen 14 months ago when you started this. So I'm imagining you invested a lot of money to 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 get that place uh, going, and then this shit happens and hits the fan, where most fighters can't just train, and that's it. You actually have a business that this is affecting. Um, how 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 has this affected you? Yeah, I mean, it's affected us massively. Uh, you know. Uh, we've been open and shut and open and shut and then online and, and whatever you know it's definitely affected us that being said where you know i'm a sucker for adversity uh, anything that's hard I, li I like i probably like doing it and the gym has been no different you know we've, we've uh, pivoted and went all online so like we're running the gym online best we can uh, you know it's hard it's a lot of work it's um i'm probably busier now running the gym online than when it when it was off when i was in person oh wow uh, Again, that being said, I can't complain. Uh, we have a fantastic, fantastic member base. Like the, the other guys that work there, and my partner works there now as well. It's um, we're all hands on deck, and we make it work. So uh, there, you'll not hear me complain about it anyway. That's for sure. Good. Okay. Yeah, that's what you need. That entrepreneurial spirit 
to yeah. March 4, no matter what, which is kind of tied to the fighting, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Keep going. I, I the, that definitely, uh, it, it, like, it works for both, you know, like, you know, you have to have a bulletproof mindset, not only in fighting, but running the business is, is tough, and, you know, it's, it's something that everybody thinks they can do, and, and everybody knows how to do it better than you. Oh, yes. Um, you know, like, you know, the amount of advice you pick up fighting and running the business that is ridiculous, but, you know, just have, like, yeah, just have to stick to your own vision and, and trust that you, not that you know best, there's always room to grow, but trust that you know kind of best. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I understand. I understand what you're saying. Um, right. Let me let me just uh, get some of the questions out of the way that 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 people have uh, sent me. Um, Yaz Island versus Apex. That was it. <laughs> hard, though, hard because like I, I dreamed I dreamed for so long of fighting in Las Vegas and then like Yaz Island was just so amazing. It's like oh like I, I'm gonna go with Yaz Island for sure, but Las Vegas for a holiday any day of the week. Awesome. Uh, was that the first time in either or in both places? First time ever? For fighting, yeah. Uh, it was in for holiday. Uh, her friend and friends. But actually, me and Deggy Largan went before as well. Uh, so me and my nice. friend and Deggy went as far as yeah. So we went and we had a great time. Uh, I've been I've been in twice for fight. I've never been in Abu Dhabi before though. Oh, great! Right? Okay, cool. Uh, so Yaz Island, um, can you just tell us a little bit about the experience? Um, obviously, you get that call six days. It's your entrance in the UFC. There you go. Um, the run up of that week, getting in there. Like, how was it? All the testing. Like, talk us through that until you came back home. So from a moment you get the call till you come back home, kind of. Actually, a really it was a really weird day because like it was actually the start of my training camp for a fight in May. I, I believe it was May, so it was right. the first conditioning session, and then we went sparring, and then I got home and made Rebecca we're going to have a barbecue, uh, you know, and just relax. A real nice day because I remember sitting in the car and I went to get stuff for the barbecue, and I came back and Graham run me, and, and you know, and then from there, like I, like I remember I must have sat outside for about two or three hours anyway in the sun just like this surreal moment after he called me and didn't know what to do but then from there like the thing the whole thing just went 110 mile an hour like i had to get uh, medicals printed passports printed visas oh printed. wow okay <laughs> then at the same time you were dealing with people like looking for interviews you were dealing with people like booking our flights the ufc were on booking our flights and stuff like and then even from stuff like organizing your fight kit that you hadn't even thought about yet, you know, it was just, it, it was just hectic. But if there's anything to take from it, get UFC work fast. Wow. Okay. Cool. They, they work fast. I, I, I have no doubt in, in the world that UFC are the best promotion in the world the way they handle that. <laughs> well, yeah, they they really pulled it off. You know, like the whole thing, they just led by example and. Um, that was again one of the things that inspired me to 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 get this going. It's not perfect. It's not pretty. The audio is not the best. It's internet connection. I'm not sitting with you right in front of me in the studio, but you know, I'll just roll yes. with it. Well, people like real. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I'll keep on going. <laughs> again, taking inspiration from uh, guys like you, UFC. That's, that's, you know, that's where the real deal is. Um, next question here. Do you have any plans to move to the States or Canada or any other country, really, because of the UK lockdown? So the, because of the constant lockdowns, because you can't train, flights, I suppose. Is that, is, is, is that coming into your mind at all? I'd love to have done a camp in America this time. Uh, I don't even think we can leave the country now. I don't even think we can no. fly out. Until February, at least, or something. So we, I was looking at an option of training in Dubai, uh, but then I don't, I don't know how great the training partners are there. Not, not that I don't mean how great they are, but like, I just, it, it's just not, it's not what I know. It's like I don't know a coach, I don't know a gym. I, it's, it's kind of unknown. And um, 
you know, so I'd rather try and make it work here if we have that elite bubble. Uh, you know, I can make it work here a lot better right. than I could in, could in Dubai where I'm by myself. Uh, that, that question, yeah, because cool. Um, I know, I know that uh, Leah McCourt is in Dubai right now, having her training camp. Um, yeah, actually, Leah, I talked to Leah um, done some research, but I kind of, ha I haven't really been able to find anything of, of substance. Of you know, I know she must have girls out there to train with, but I'm not sure how many like male welterweights. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you need guys that will be your size or, 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 or bigger, right? A little bit bigger or, yeah, right. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Um, you've trained before in TriStar, is that right? TriStar? Yeah, I've done, I've done five, six weeks in TriStar, real. Yeah, was was that the TriStar in Canada where GSP trains? Yeah, yeah, the very long. Oh, well. three or four weeks before maybe three weeks before and um and just went uh, had a great time and it was a very tough time I, I was i was a lot younger not a lot younger but maybe a lot younger mentally um you know maybe wasn't ready for the trip of, of that nature but, <laughs> but wanted to go home every single day I looked at skyscanner every single day, took a flight home but the training was good and, and i believe i actually believe that trip Wow, um, it must have been surreal being like I imagine you were training with GSP because you guys are the same kind of size, yeah. right? He used to take a class. He, he took a class on a Monday, so you would have done, done GSP's class, you know. And we we are here instruction GSP and stuff, you know. GSP's okay. class, okay. Our struck by anyone but GSP and things. That's pretty cool. That's, that's wow. Yeah, that must be unreal. Uh, and how is Farah Sahabi as a coach? Yeah, fantastic. And very, very, you know, you're not going to talk to him about his dog and, you know, what his dog's name is. Like, it'll only be about training and, and that's right. it, you know. Stay on the line. Yeah. <laughs> With their respect, massively. Look at the fighters he's put out. Yeah. yeah. There's a, a reason he doesn't talk about his dog. Uh, you know, so yeah, yeah he's a, I really enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed learning from him for sure. Yeah, I've uh, I've listened to to his podcast with Joe Rogan where he talks about his training mentality and um, like I highly advise anybody to go listen to that because it's like th three good hours of like just knowledge, knowledge, no, yeah, that guy is amazing. Uh, for sure. So, so, so we we won't rule out a training camp in TriStar for now. It may or may not happen. Oh yeah, like a, <laughs> COVID would go away. Uh, <laughs> or it could happen again. You know, I loved it there. It was it wasn't a case. It's not a case of not, but it's, it's not as easy. Yeah, 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 a hundred percent. Way, way much easier than it ever was because I've got ESC status where. Okay, I could probably get into any gym in the world, but the problem is I'm not even allowed to jump on a plane. So what do you do? <laughs> no, yeah, that that's true. Um, obviously, you just gotta roll with it, roll with the punches. Uh, pun intended. <laughs> roll with the punches and uh, and uh, yeah, just 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 take one step at a time and just assess the situations as they as they come and go. Um, was it hard getting noticed being from Northern Ireland? Um, now, I don't know what that really means uh, because I wasn't paying attention to the scene at that time. But um, can you tell us, like, you started in Bama straight away, which was, was is a big organization, right? Yeah, yeah they're, they're done. I, you know, I served my time well. You know, I, I, I got up to... Record was ten to one before I got into the UFC, so yeah. you know I definitely for thirteen professional fights. Sorry, before going in, is is time served, and you know I beat some legit guys in that. Yeah, uh, not beat them easy, but it looked easy when it was done. Uh, so yeah, I don't, I don't say I wouldn't say it was hard to hard to be noticed. I wouldn't say it was easy to be noticed either. It was just it was what it was, and. You know, as a European, it's always going to be a bit harder than the Americans have it. So, 
Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, what can we do to change that? Any ideas? <laughs> you know what? I think with USP being so based in America, uh, us being Europeans, it's always going to be a thing. Uh, you know, the more of us to get in there, the better. Like, look at the effect Conor McGregor had when he joined. Yeah, the US. that was huge. I don't know how many there's six or seven in it. Hey, so um, you know, unless it's something like that. Uh, I think it'll always be tough for Europeans to break in there. Okay, good stuff. Um, who inspired you growing up? Um, and it doesn't have to be a fighter. It can be anybody. So that was yeah. an open question that I got. Inspiration in everyone, you know, like kind of inspiration. <laughs> Not whoever was good at the time, but like whoever was, you know, like I, I took inspiration off Norman Park for a long time. I, I took inspiration off, you know, uh, uh, Donald Cerrone at times. I took inspiration off many, many people, and you know, even training partners. I took motivation off, like you know, even if it's a smaller fight than I was maybe having, but maybe they had a hard training camp that would have inspired me maybe for you know for a few weeks. And I'm very much uh, like. And to get inspiration from whoever is kind of whoever I get off at the time, and if that makes sense. Yeah, 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 it does. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I saw I saw the post that you made about uh, Matthew McConaughey is saying, "Be your own hero in ten years or five years from now." So have that vision uh, in the future, which I thought, yeah, that's 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 exactly perfect for this situation right now. Forget about the two losses in the UFC. You made it. Making it, I would say, would be the hardest thing ever is yeah. to actually make it. So now that you made it, it's just about you know looking forward and uh, uh, yeah. yeah, keep. Yeah, like the real that question, like it's cheesy, but probably my own impression again in years and five years. I'm inspired to be that, you know. But you know, I can even I can sit here and say there's one person that that's who I owe all my inspiration to. Yeah, good stuff. That's it. Um, do you follow the scene over here in Northern Ireland? Ireland, do you follow? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like uh, because I got a. Yeah, because I got I got a question. Um, who do you think is the best pro and amateur coming out of Ireland and Northern Ireland? Any names? The best pro in Northern Ireland is Paul Hughes. Yeah. From Ireland, uh, best pro. Uh, best pro. He's doing big things. Five and zero. He's had a big year. Uh, uh, Ian there in the city, like he's a teammate. Uh, I think it's Taku. I'm from the second name, uh, but he's a great guy. Hooked him many, many times. I think he's the best manager, but I believe he's also going pro. So you know, I think we have a lot of a lot of weird fighters in the position where they are going pro. So. I don't know to call them amateur or pro, but well, they are an amateur until they step into the the pro fight. Until they actually step into the cage on the night, they are still an amateur up until that point. I think, technically speaking, that's how it goes. Good stuff. Um, and yes, oh here, this one. Um, What's your pre-fight meal, and how do you sleep at night with all the emotions before the fight? I don't sleep. The, I don't sleep a week. 
I don't. I probably don't sleep right for about a week before. Um, the night before was actually. I mean, I'll probably actually sleep a bit better the night before because I was up a bit longer cutting weight. Um, so right. again, but like five, six, seven hours in fight week, or you know, five, five or six hours in fight week, which is which is horrendous. I sleep eight or nine normally, um, but. A uh, pre-fight meal. Uh, I I always like to go in a fight hungry. I actually don't eat too much, so I'll eat a lot on weigh-in day. After the weigh-ins, I'll eat a lot. Uh, fight day, I'll have a breakfast. You know, maybe like two kind of breakfast, so you kind of like a light lunch, and then I'll snack up. But I'll, I'll always go in a fight quite hungry because I went in fights earlier in my career where I bloated and felt like being sick, and I, I, oh. I've never done that. So yeah, I always go in hungry. Yeah, like, well. Yeah, that's what they say about the lion, right? The the the, the best lion is the hungry lion. <laughs> yeah. There's a saying that's something like that. I don't know the exact saying, but um, it's a, yeah, it's something like that. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's all. Would you like to fight? Yeah, so that's all the fan questions done. Good stuff. Okay. Um, so yeah, so uh, I think I think that's it. Like I I don't like taking um, a lot of time and all that so we done 40 minutes which is more than i could have asked uh so thank you so much for that i am hoping that once the lockdown is like lifted um i'll literally take a trip down to balamina or up to balamina from where i am uh yeah. huh? where do you live uh county down Dromore. so oh, just yeah i would say fine i would say yeah up to Balamina, right? <laughs> uh, so some people down and up. Some people don't know. Like up to Belfast, we say. So right, okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we are we are we are just off Lisbon, so Lisbon, Belfast, and then highway all the way to Balamina. I think that's what I remember. Uh, it's been a few years since I've been there. Uh, but yeah, check out check out your gym, uh, Stealth, and. Uh, um, Maybe get a podcast recorded live with you instead of doing this just just in person. <laughs> Would be cool. Yep, for sure. No worries, good stuff. Um, any any shout outs you want to give? Um, sponsors, team teammates, whatever, really. I have such a good team behind. I say this in every interview I do. Um, I have such a good behind. They all know who they are. I have some fantastic sponsors, some real, real local companies that have supported me since day dot, and, and you know, like all them companies, they know who they are, and they do get continual praise on my social media. You know, all my family, friends, teammates, all, all them guys, they know who they are, and they know how big and important they are to my career. So, um, yeah, I don't think I, I don't think I need to say it because I would just miss someone, and then they'll complain. And, <laughs> It's bad if you do, bad if you don't. So. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, Riz, thank you so much uh, for coming on the podcast. Oh, just one last thing. Any advice for amateurs that are going through the amateur uh, road right now? Yeah, well, I'd probably give that to advice. And I try and often make sure you're moving and doing something because if you if you aren't if you're not you're going to be caught sleeping by the people that are uh, in a non-covid time though it's just be consistent be the guy that always shows up uh, you know be the first on the mats and be the and be the last off uh, you know in, in typical martial arts fashion like you know be early and, and and be late you know be early on the mats and be late off them and and you'll be just fine hard work hard work people work hard that's it <laughs> Good stuff. Thank you so much, Rhys. Uh, really appreciate. I can't. I can't tell you how much this this means to me and to this podcast. Um, and 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 yeah. Until the next one, whenever you know um, about your next fight, let me know, and uh, we'll we'll have another another live, um, and you know promote the fight and then get all the fans to stay up until three o'clock in the morning or whatever it is to to watch you fight. Okay. Thank you. Have a good night. Bye. Okay, guys. So 
once again, thank you so much uh, for listening to this podcast. Um, so that was Reese the Skeletor McKee. Um, so the podcast was brought to you by Air Muscle, uh, which is E I R E uh, Muscle underscore. Um, so Air underscore Muscle. Apologies um, on Instagram and Air Muscle altogether dot uh, com on the website. You guys can go on there, get your supplements in, um, and you can get ten percent off with the code Prospect Ten. Uh, this episode is also brought to you by Hellbent, um, which is um, literally when cultures collide. <laughs> and what do I mean by that? So the owners are from South Africa. So they brought all the South African spices um, into Ireland to get um, the, 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 the best beef there is available, which, as you probably know, uh, it's all grass-fed, grass-finished, uh, all raised outdoors. So it's like quality meat. Um, and with that, they've made burgers, sausages, uh, meatballs, and it's the most delicious thing ever. Please go and try. MMA fighters got to eat all the time. Um, so this is like high protein, low carb. So it's perfect for like weight cuts and everything else. Um, if you guys uh, need to check them out, so it's at we are hellbent on Instagram. Website is the same. Uh, we are hellbent.co.uk, um, and you can get ten percent off with the code MMA ten. Um, also, if you guys need any uh, eating plans um, as far as nutrition goes, um, you can check my personal profile on Instagram at fasting carnivore. Um, so I, I, I do a all meat diet, which is called a carnivore diet. Uh, so I literally use their products. Um, it's like, literally they are so good. It feels like I'm cheating all the time. <laughs> it's that good. Trust me. Um, and then we are also brought to you by, uh, Eric's gear, um, who's been a massive supporter of the podcast since the beginning. Uh, that's spelled E R Y x gear and you can look them up on instagram uh eric's gear um and also uh seconds out coffee so seconds out coffee um genius guy he 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 decided to make um coffee bags uh, <laughs> so just like tea bags but they have the perfect amount of coffee so none of this stuff of using the spoon to then boil the kettle and then and pour the water uh, and then you get too strong or too weak or whatever. Uh, it, it's just like boil the kettle, put it in, let it settle for three minutes and there you go. Perfect coffee, perfect strength. Um, so you can check them out at Seconds Out Coffee um, on Instagram and secondsoutcoffee.com on the website um, and you can literally put your order um and yeah let him know in the comments that uh, you came from the prospect mma podcast so he knows i'm sending people his way <laughs> uh so yeah guys thank you so much once again uh for listening and stay tuned for the next episode bye bye